Welcome back to The Process Podcast with me, your host, Danielle Copperman. My audience gets me more than some people in my life. Like, it's it's weird, you know? They've seen everything that's happened. And when I, like, say, meet someone on the street, it's like a connection that you can't explain. It's like they know you, because they do. Well, they know a part of you, but they do get the essence of who I am. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Este Lalonde, a friend of mine from London, who I haven't seen in about two years. So today was, again, a chance for us to just have a really good catch up. And it was probably the first time we've really sat down together and just had such a deep chat and not just kind of seeing each other at events and saying, how are you? And like really surface level stuff. This was such a nice chat. We really go into everything that we're both doing with our work. We are really on the same page in terms of like prioritizing self-development and looking into spiritual things, alternative therapies, beauty, natural, slow living, our love of nature, like we gel on pretty much everything. So I really wanted to get Este on to the podcast because I find her super grounded and so real from anyone that follows her on Instagram. She's one of the realest people I think on there. And she also talks about a lot of her own struggles with mental health and how that's kind of triggered her to develop her new business, Mirror Water. So in today's episode, we have a little catch up and we talk about Mirror Water, what she's doing with the community she's building there, what the importance of self-reflection is, what it is exactly and how to practice it. We talk about rituals for daily life, keeping grounded, being more present, how to keep more kind of positive when things are always kind of inevitably up and down and how to just not take things too seriously, which is something I think we can all learn from her. Este began her career as a YouTuber in London, predominantly beauty focused, and kind of over the last 10 years has progressed and evolved into different areas and now shares a lot of content, more personal, more lifestyle stuff, and subsequently alongside her business Mirror Water, much more meaningful and in-depth content around daily life and feeling good and managing mental health and managing moods and depression, feeling better and just getting more out of life. So we talk about so many things in this episode. We both left the conversation calm and ready for a bath. Like she just has this effect on you that makes you feel like, you know, what is the problem? Everything we're worrying about. There are so many bigger things and that's what I think comes across a lot really well in this episode is kind of that ability to let go and just at the end of the day, we're only really in control of ourselves and sometimes we're not even that in control of ourselves. So her idea of coming back to yourself, turning inward, prioritizing time for yourself and just coming back to the idea of self-reflection and, and giving yourself time to process things, the day, your thoughts, where you are, where you're going, what you're going through. It's all part of the journey. And so we really go deep into that in this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, yesterday. How are you doing? Hi, Danielle. I'm good. It's kind of early, so I'm still waking up, but I've had two cups of tea already, so let's do it. Nice. Are you more a tea person than a coffee person? Yes. 
Yes, I cannot drink coffee. It makes me go absolutely loopy, but I, I love the smell of it. It's torture. I know. I actually usually get enough of a hit from the smell of it. I'm like, this is what I need. Like, it's better <laughs> yeah. than the taste and it doesn't give you like the shakes and everything afterwards. Exactly. So but I, I, I'm the type of person who would drink a lot of coffee if I could handle it. Yeah. But yeah. And where are you right now? I'm at home. I'm actually in my bed and my little doggies right beside me, oh, Effie. Nice. Yeah. The so dream. I'm in the place that I feel most comfortable. I love being at home. That's so nice. Cause I think like I, I do a lot of emails from my bed sometimes and I often feel like this guilt that's like, I do not have this together. I've got my professional voice on and here I am in my pajamas in my bed. But I think if you're self-employed, freelance, whatever, and you're working from home, like that's kind of a luxury and you should just do what makes totally. you feel good. I mean, sometimes I'm more productive at my desk and other times it just needs to be done from bed. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like firing out like 20 million emails from bed. It's mm. it's just sometimes the most productive thing you can do. So I, I love working from bed. <laughs> good. Bed is good. And are you in London? Yes. You're based in London, right? Yes, I'm based in London. I've been in London for about 11 years now which is nice. really wild when I think about it. I moved here when I was 19. So wow. yeah, time has just been flying. I was thinking back, reflecting <laughs> on it the other day and the time has really gone quickly. I wish I could do it all over again. Mm. <laughs> I keep thinking that recently. Like I think the last couple of years having gone so fast in a way, so slow and so fast, but like two years is a long time and I feel like we all didn't really pack much into those years because of obvious reasons but yeah. I think that has really added on to like it would have been like nine years and now it's 11 yeah. suddenly and you're like wow exactly exactly it's suddenly all this time has passed and I feel like yeah it, it's just something that's going to stay with all of us for such a long time it's really put us all on different paths maybe than what we were on before some good and some bad ways but mm. Yeah, I, I definitely changed a lot as a person in that time, as everybody I'm sure has. But it's just very strange. I feel like, yeah, I mean, we're just never going to be the same. Mm. Let's go into that a bit more. Like how, I mean, there's a lot to go through in two years of a pandemic, but how do you feel like you changed most? Did you change more in terms of career? Or like, I guess a lot of the work you're doing now maybe was in the works before the pandemic, but maybe that kind of triggered it a bit more because we had so much more time for like self-reflection and the work that you're doing with Mirror Water. Like what were the, some of the big, big kind of changes for you? Well, I've always been an anxious, depressed person. Like I have a tendency to lean that way, but when the pandemic happened, like it just came, you know, so out of the blue, you know what I mean? It, it was like, we weren't ready for it, but how could you ever be ready mm -hmm. for it? And I think I just really went into myself and I've kind of realized how frantic I was living before. Like I was just, I was neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. You're like and a whirlwind. You're like, I was yeah. never on the ground. <laughs> I was never on the ground. And to be fair, I still kind of feel like that, but in a different way. Mm. But yeah, I was just whizzing from one thing to the next. And I started this social media career about, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I guess. And I just feel like I hadn't stopped once mm. to just look at what that was. And I guess that job is always 
about like it's very output based as well so it's the complete mm-hmm. opposite of like what you're doing with more being yeah. introspective yeah I mean I've never taken time off from posting but in the beginning of the pandemic I took three weeks off I actually think I deleted Instagram from my phone and I don't even know what I did in that time I literally just did nothing I wasn't even being productive. I wasn't reading. I wasn't this. I was like watching Netflix and sleeping and eating. That was all I was doing, but it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And when I started to kind of like come out of that, exactly, I realized that maybe I wanted to shift my efforts to do something a little bit bigger than just posting my own life on Mm -hmm. Instagram in a way, because I've kind of been through the whole phases of that which is like oversharing not Mm. sharing Mm. oversharing again Mm. not sharing at all and it's just you can imagine in that time I've shared pretty much everything about my life and I just really kind of realized you know I'm getting older I'm 31 now which isn't old but it's just it's a bit different to Mm. what you want to share when you're 19 Mm. and yeah, it was it was then that I decided that I wanted to do something else. And that's when Mirror Water was born. And also my relationships have changed and my friendships have changed a lot. I think, you know, like we were saying, you and I haven't seen each other in over two years, probably. Like the last time I saw you was Jasmine Hemsley's birthday. Yeah, I was thinking. And then I think the first time I met you was at an event. And I was thinking about this last night because... I feel like, again, at those events, you'd have like a really busy day, then you'd like end up at this event really late, like before a dinner or after a dinner, before going yeah. home to finish some work. And like, I feel like we I never really got like a good chance to sit down and chat with you. So this is really nice. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's the way that so many of our relationships were yeah. and are because... Yeah. You just don't have the time and it's like a fleeting hi, hello, like, hi, I think you know someone that I know. So that means we're kind of friends, but I don't really know anything about you. But (laughs) and so now I think it's relationships are changing. And I I love that because I don't know, it just feels like people are more up for connecting Mm -hmm. and connecting in a real way. And if you're not, then I just feel like, well, maybe that relationship isn't for you. And so I think my friendships have changed a lot and I, I have like some real bonds with my friends and and things have some relationships have fizzled and some Mm. have grown and and that's part of aging too I guess but Mm. um but I think the pandemic also made you realize the ones that just fizzle so easily if you're the one putting the effort in and then if you suddenly stop it's like well there we go (laughs) yeah and we all have those friends that we like to go out with and then we Mm. have friends that we like (laughs) to get coffee with we have you know so I think during the pandemic it was just you didn't have a chance to go out so you kind yeah. of lost those, I don't know. It was but... like, who can I sit on FaceTime with for two hours? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But if you have like a so few good. people, you can have some really good chats. Totally. So yeah, a lot of changes. And um, yeah, why did you first move to London, actually? Let's go back to your, your coming from So Canada. I first moved to London because I met someone. I was in a relationship with them for a really long time. And he lived in England and I lived in Canada. And when you're young, you just don't think about things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll move to England. Yeah. Um, but I've always wanted to do something else and travel and live in a big city. I'm from a small town in Canada. So mm-hmm. it was really exciting to me to move to London and see what it was like. Um And then, yeah, I'm still here. I mean, we were together a long time and then I'd spent most of my 20s in London, so I didn't really know where else to go. Mm. You know, I didn't feel like I could move back to Canada because I spent all of my 20s in London. Mm. So 
that was kind of weird. And anyway, now I'm still here and I, I think I'm, I think I'm here now. Mm. So I love it. I love London. Yeah. Nice. And what is your, let's talk a little bit about your journey from kind of not necessarily when you arrived, maybe before, like what you studied, your interest and how you kind of got to where you are today and like what you're doing today. I guess it's a Mm. long journey of a lot of change, like we just said, but like, yeah, roughly. Well, I can tell you, I hated school. Mm, I absolutely hated school. (laughs) I was the person that was skipping school and doing bad stuff (laughs) and not going to class. I just really did not connect with a lot of people there. Mm. And I just, I hated the construct of having to be there all day. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go have to go to university. I didn't really have anything that was like, I didn't know what I wanted yeah, to be. You don't when you're like 17, really. I, but I had no clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom was like, I think you should be a teacher. You'd be a really good teacher. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be a teacher. But it just never connected with me. And I think to be a teacher, you have to love teaching. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what to do. I went to university and then I dropped out a few months later in Toronto. And then I figured out, you know what? I love interior design. Maybe I'll do an interior design course. Hated that, (laughs) left that. And then I went to university for psychology. So I I was like, you know, I I do think I I could do psychology. And I was thinking maybe working in social work or something like that. And then I moved to London. So I continued doing my university through distance learning, oh, nice. but it was just so hard. And at that time I was already starting to do YouTube and blogging and things mm. like that. And I thought to myself, I just hate school. I'm mm. not good at it. Mm. That's I'm just not, that's not the way I am. Oh, the sun is really shining. So nice. You're glowing. Uh, <laughs> so I said to myself, I'm just going to drop out of university and try this YouTube thing and see where we go. Because at the time I was working three part-time jobs as well. Mm. So I was doing this university course through distance learning, part-time jobs, exhausted, you know, just so tired, making no money. Really loved this YouTube thing because it was meaning I could make friends in London. And then luckily things worked out. Mm. I love it though. (laughs) You just went with your intuition yeah I think that's the thing that you're leading with how it feels and like school is such a kind of checklist thing and I think it's great for some people and some people really relate and really connect and meet like long-term friends and partners and stuff but I think if it's just not sticking or feeling good physically mentally it's just gonna like create resistance restriction maybe burnout and like over pressurizing yourself for something that you don't Mm. even enjoy so following like just what you enjoy, I think, inevitably kind of gets you somewhere in the Mm. end. But you're so right. A lot of people that I meet, all of their friends are from university. So Mm. I don't have that group of friends that's like, oh, we all went to university together. We all lived in this house together. And I almost can't even connect with those people. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what is that even like? And and (laughs) why would you like that? Why would you all like to live in a house with 18 people and like, (laughs) That sounds like my literal hell. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm a bit jealous that I don't have that. But I have I have other friends, obviously. But yeah, they, they really get each other. So I think that is one cool thing that some people have. I do get that as well. I miss that too, the whole thing. Because it's quite a journey. And I think you're all in the same boat at that age where you're all kind of like trying to navigate life beyond high school. And, mm-hmm. and it's fun. But yeah, I still don't think I... Miss, miss too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so then you started YouTube kind of with beauty stuff mainly or how did it come yeah. When I moved to London, well, I moved to Cambridge first, but when I moved to England, I was really homesick. And although I did want to leave Canada to go onto greener pastures, I suppose, mm. it was super hard. And I had no one here except the person I was dating at the time. So mm. I had no connection. There was a five hour time difference. I missed my family. I missed my home comforts. And I thought I'm going to start cheering myself up. I'm 19 now. I should probably wear lipstick. <laughs> this is something that a 19 year old would do. And I Googled best Mac lipsticks because I was going to go to Mac. There was one nearby mm -hmm. and get one. And that, you know, they were like 13 pounds. I didn't have 13 yeah. pounds. That was like a huge purchase for me. Mm. And so I wanted to research it. And when I saw these blogs, I was like, what? People are talking about these lipsticks and who do I want to be? Do I want to be someone who wears dark plum lipstick? Do I want to be someone who wears nude? Do I want to be someone who wears bright pink? Like, who am I? Mm. And I think makeup and beauty can really have that effect all the time, but especially when you're just getting into it. Mm. And um, then I didn't make it to Mac that day because I was just looking at all of these <laughs> blogs And I thought they were so cool. And I wanted to be one of those girls. And I, I'd never really felt like I fit in in school and everything. So I, I just thought, imagine if I could meet someone who has a blog mm -hmm. and they're so cool yeah. and they all talk to each other and I could be a part of that. You know, I'm such a loser. But that's really how I felt. And so I started thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go to Mac and get something and make a blog. I didn't even know what blogs really were. Mm -hmm. I, I was a Tumblr girl. I was big into Tumblr, mm -hmm. but I'd never really seen these things. So I started with beauty. And when I say beauty, I mean very low, low key, you know, <laughs> things I could afford. Like I went to um, Boots and would get like two things. In the, I'd be like, this is my new moisturizer. It's from, you know, number seven or whatever it was. Yeah. And just be like, this is going to be amazing. And, <laughs> It just gave me something to be excited about mm. and a way to connect with other people. I think there's a, a really common theme for me, which is connection. And I, I just always really feel like I want to connect to people. I want to feel seen. I want to feel understood. I want to feel like someone gets me. Mm. And when I started this blog, I started seeing that other people felt that about me and I was that person for them. Yeah. So I started with beauty, but I just think beauty is so much more than just the product that you mm. use, you know, sure. and really it just kind of went from there. And I started sharing more of my personal life and my beauty. So I love beauty, but I always think that people have never really followed me for my beauty recommendations. Mm. I mean, I love beauty and I actually think I know a lot about it, but I think it's more more personal bond I feel like that my audience has mm. with me and do you feel like this is what I was going to ask you do you feel like that's changed over the years since you started like 10 years ago because I think personally I'm seeing a lot there's a lot more of this like deep connection with your audience and just like there's a lot more nourishing content on Instagram than there was like when it first started and is that something that you think has changed over the time that you've been kind of working on the on the platform Yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, in the beginning, it just was not something people were doing. And not that we actively weren't doing it. It just never occurred. Mm. And first of all, we were all really young. Mm. So, you know, why would that occur to mm. you? You don't have as many 
problems really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're just, you're just learning life. Yeah. Um, and slowly, slowly, yeah, we've all kind of started to share things. I also think, you know, going back to feeling understood, my mm. audience gets me more than some people in my life. Yeah. Like it's weird, you know, <laughs> they've seen everything that's happened. And when I like say meet someone on the street, it's like a connection that you can't explain. It's like they know you because they do. Well, they know a part of you, mm-hmm. but they get they do get the essence of of who I am. Mm. And I think it is really important to share that stuff. I mean, I get frustrated when I go on Instagram and I see everybody's perfect lives and whatever else, but I'm kind of doing a similar thing, I guess, because who, how do you even express the vulnerable parts of your life? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even do that through a picture? It's It's really difficult. And also even on a platform like Instagram, i was kind of dabbling and doing a lot more of the like wellness and self-development stuff on Instagram. And I felt like so frustrated that you said, because it's, it just kind of falls through the gaps. It's like, it didn't feel as, I mean, it was, you'd get niche kind of audiences really engaging, but it was such a small group of people that are on the app to really get deep into something because it's used as such a quick instant fix. So it felt, it does feel really frustrating sometimes because you know that something maybe less meaningful is going to perform better or be responded to better than something that you spent hours like writing and it's yeah. pouring your heart out. Exactly, exactly. So it's weird. I mean, even this many years later, I still struggle with it. And yesterday I did some stories of me just like in my kitchen with like, I had like a skin reaction and I just like posted it. And I thought, like, is this what people want to see? I don't know, because I just feel like it's so boring, but then I got a great response from it. Mm. But also like, I don't want to always have a skin reaction on my face when I'm, I want to be cute too. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> I need to look cute. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You need to be appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to have that balance of like, I'm looking good. I'm a Leo at the end of the day. You know, I want to have that. But also I am really vulnerable and I'm usually in my pajamas and it's just really hard to get it right consistently. Mm. But then I think that's what's hard about Instagram. Again, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because like over the years, like we change so much every day, every week, every month, every year, like something like Instagram has kind of become this thing that you need to curate in, even if it's not really curated every day you become this curated thing and like you kind of feel defined by this is what I do this is what I talk about these are my topics and this is like yeah my thing so it's really hard when you're changing and and going through changes I guess to do that on a platform like that and I guess it's good to be vulnerable and just be like here this is me today this is me tomorrow slightly different and like here I am feeling crap here I am feeling great but it's it's hard to not have like shame and guilt around different things and just be like from day to day without expectation of like, do people want to see this? Or like, how are they going to respond to this? Is this interesting? Or am I just being annoying? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally that. And to your point, I think it, you do need a thing. If you don't have a thing, 
what are you? I don't know. It's just, I know what I go for, for certain people's Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to see what they're doing because I know that they are really chatty and they yeah. talk about their dating life. Okay. I really want to see this person because they're really into wellness and maybe I'll get, you know, so you do kind of need a, need a thing. And then yesterday I was thinking, well, maybe my thing is just that I am a mess. And that's always <laughs> been <laughs> my thing is that I can't curate anything well. Like, you know, I'm, that's not who I am, but that's still having a thing. So then you need to think, okay, how can I do that? tomorrow how can I and it just gets really confusing in your brain and then your brain melts and then you get burnout but then the thing with that is that in the the wide scheme of things we are all just a mess like trying to figure out life like everyone and it's relatable and I don't know I just think that it's real and people do engage with it because they don't feel as alone in their own mess or whatever but it's it's interesting because life is different for everyone so I think with Instagram, it's just interesting to just see what people are going through and what people are doing to kind of take you out of your own stuff sometimes, I guess. Mm, I it's know. an escape. Yeah, it, it is an escape. But it's also a place to compare. And so that's, that's why it's so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you've gotten better at like curating your own feed? And because a lot of people talk about this, like kind of following people that really enrich your life or like don't mm. bring you down every day. I mean, no, I, I don't really get brought down per se because I just know what my life is and I know what's plausible for me and what's not Mm. like, I really have come to terms and I accept most of myself. Most, most (laughs) I'm working on some serious, serious issues in therapy, but you know, in general, like I can look at like, you know, picture someone in their bikini and just be like, you look incredible mm-hmm. and not judge my you know, self. Yeah. So I'm getting better at that kind of stuff. But sometimes I'm like, God, why can't I just do so many reels? Like, how's this person doing all these oh reels? God, <laughs> like, you know, so that's where my whole like comparison comes where it's like, this person's doing all this work and they're doing all these reels and they always have their makeup done. Like how, why can't I do that? So that's yeah. the more of the comparison issues that I struggle with. Mm, I get what you mean. It's like, there's so much content creation nowadays that it's like you can't keep up but I'm up and down with that sometimes I'm like oh I don't need to post every day like no one has anything interesting to say every day of their lives like (laughs) it's nothing it's it's nothing really if you don't but then it's like yeah you're just like yeah I could always be doing better I could always be doing more I I know that comes from being an entrepreneur as well like I've always felt like that with with my business and I'm sure you feel like that sometimes having develop something that you're like it could always be better because mm-hmm, it's your thing mm-hmm. but you are super good at cre- curating things like you're a creative person and you never look like a mess to me you always am like I it's under like control. I don't know it's so funny you say that because last night I couldn't sleep and I remember my mom always saying Estee you're so creative and me thinking, no, I'm not. I'm not creative at all. And I still don't feel creative. I feel like none of my ideas are ever any good. And, you know, I still feel like that, you know, like for real, I feel like that. Mm. Um, And even the other day, someone was like, I love mirror water. What you've done is so cool. And I'm like, is it? Because I want to start all over again. Mm -hmm. I'm the same. (laughs) Like I'm exactly the same. I don't know where it comes from. I can never feel super satisfied. I always doubt things I'm always like could always be better like I'm always hard on myself but it's so boring and like draining to be like that all the time it's really hard to get out of it I think I go through through phases of being like it's okay it's good enough it's fine and just detaching but then when you're in like a deep hole of like 
it's impossible to feel like inspired by yourself and like proud of what you're doing. Being proud is, yeah, that's really difficult. I find because you, I'm not a perfectionist in so many ways, but in other ways I am like that satisfaction thing is a big problem for me. I'm never really satisfied in pretty much every area of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm never really that satisfied. And, um, someone that I know who is satisfied and they are actually happy. They said to me that the reason is because they have no expectations Mm -hmm. and that when they just rock up to things, they just feel like, well, whatever happens, happens. Whereas I live with a lot of expectations. Mm. Yeah. I expect. Yeah. That's the, there's a quote about that. Like expectation is the seed of disappointment or something like that. Mm. Like, because when you have an expectation and it doesn't live up to that, you are just disappointed yeah but I get that it's nice and it's it's hard to to be like that all the time but I think also just going with the flow is obviously the best way it's just so hard in like day-to-day modern life to get pulled away from that so quickly and on holiday I do go with the flow I am a different woman on holiday (laughs) that's where you want to hang with me (laughs) but yeah day-to-day life I'm like that's not good enough that Mm. sucked (laughs) don't like that yeah (laughs) do you feel like this idea of being proud of yourself and like kind of giving yourself more praise (laughs) comes into the kind of rituals or formula around self-reflection that you're developing with mirror water do you feel like it's maybe a step either you're already speaking about it in in that community or that maybe you personally think is an area you need to maybe focus on especially having a business like taking time at the end of every week or month to be like these are things I achieved that I wanted to achieve like years ago and look what I've done. Like, and I think that can be so positive as well. Mm, Yeah. Well, I just recognize that I am still very early in my own journey of, you know, all these acceptance and this and that. Mm. And when the pandemic happened, I was spending a lot of time in my, in my bathtub. I love baths. Mm -hmm. Obviously everybody knows that. (laughs) And I really found that bathing, showering, all those things, journaling. It's this time when you can kind of silence that other stuff and just really get to the root of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm on this journey and I've shared so much of my journey already, but I thought this is a journey that I haven't really been sharing. And I didn't want to share just my own journey. I wanted to kind of create a space where everyone could participate and build that community. And I'm really proud of the community that we've built actually mm. on Mirror Water. It's it's a real niche group of people mm. who get it. And it's not for everyone, but it's for a lot of people. Mm. And that was really, yeah, my focus. And I've come to realize through years of working in beauty that beauty is just a tool, obviously, but it really is something that helps me and it helps with those rituals and it helps me process and all of those things. So I just wanted to combine that stuff. And I'm really excited to focus on a lot of those issues and do more workshops. And, you know, we did a thing a few weeks ago called ingratitude journaling. Mm. So it's like a different method of thinking about things. Instead of doing gratitude journaling, you where you write down things that you're grateful for, you write down things you're not grateful for. We did that with, um, he was a therapist called Chance. And, you know, that was interesting and we got a great response from that. So I'm really enjoying putting these things in front of people and seeing how they react. Mm. 
Yeah, that's cool. It's more about like putting things in front of people and letting them run with it because I think as soon as it becomes preachy, it's like, do this, don't forget to do this every day to be yeah. like feeling good. It's like actually so much more personal and everyone is so different and yeah. it's a much nicer way to come from I mean, I'm in no position to give anyone advice, you know, <laughs> like I'm just not and I don't take advice very well. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly that's exactly it. I mean, I want to coll- want to collab with a wine brand, Mirror Water and a wine brand. And I'm trying to find that perfect wine brand. And <laughs> someone was like, do you think that that's wise to promote drinking with, you know, self-reflection and self-love and all that? It's like my approach to self-reflection and well-being is more balanced than that. I don't think it's realistic to say, don't ever drink, Mm. you know, that's just not who I am. And I don't drink a lot, but sometimes I want to have a glass of wine. So I'm really into this concept of balance and we call it realistic relaxation. Yeah. So it's just not putting boundaries on it. It's like, if you need to do that, then just do that. Mm. Not feeling guilty. I was going to talk to you about that as well, like the balance, because it's something that I just think comes through your content really well. And it's like, you're, you're always so easily sarcastic and fun in the way that you speak about things. And I feel like you don't take things so seriously a lot of the time, or at least obviously you have personal stuff going on. So does everyone, but in the way that you communicate with the audience that you've mm. developed, I feel like you get it so right at just not making everything so serious and not making everything feel like a task and Mm. wine is like it's a ritual it's like it feels good especially if it's it's not about getting like a cheap bottle of wine and downing it it's like yeah having a glass (laughs) because you really want to and it's also like either having a moment on your own or like sharing it with friends it's like it's it's so much more than just alcohol and like making it this bad thing I agree. And that was always kind of like my mom's approach to things. I think I got a lot of that from my mom. She was like, you know, raised us and there was always something going on and and she couldn't just lose her mind every time Mm. something happened. And she, she was just really funny all the time. I think humor is so important. Like, you know, if something, you know, annoying happened, my mom would be like, guys, are you serious right now? You know, (laughs) she's just really funny. Mm. And I've definitely brought that into my own life, which makes my life a lot more bearable because if, if I really got upset about every little thing, you know, for instance, my doorbell is constantly ringing. Okay. I'm getting parcels constantly. It drives Mm. me absolutely insane. I know it's a first world problem, but Mm -hmm. I, just as I sit down to do an email, knock, 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 my door's ringing some random things being delivered to my address, you know? And instead of being like, Oh, so frustrating. I'm like, okay, we got to get the door again. You know, see, it's really like a shift in perspective and so good. I'm not good at it all the time, but it, it, it's a coping mechanism Mm. for sure. It's so important. I think we get so serious in day-to-day life and like taking everything so serious, taking ourselves so seriously, but also when anything goes wrong. I remember speaking to a friend like years and years ago before I was into this like wellness or anything. And she was like, I always think about aliens or like things on other planets looking down at us on (laughs) on life, like being so stressed and like busy all the time. Like they must think we look crazy. And I think it was, it just really struck a chord because I was like, we are literally faffing all the time and if something's not going right we lose it and it's hilarious when you think about it like why are we acting like that 
It is hilarious and it's true. But when it's when it's your little world, like in my flat, there's just this is like its own little world in here. And I'm, I've got to put my laundry away and my mm-hmm. dog and there's dog hair everywhere and this and my dishes. But when you take yourself outside of it and then even just outside of this flat and then think of the other flats in this building and then you think of the other flats in this area and then the other flats in London, you know, it's just take yourself out of it a little bit. It's not always so deep. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels deep. And sometimes that's important too. Sometimes it does feel important to mm. just have a little freak out. Yeah. So Yeah, and sometimes it's needed totally. But yeah. so let's just unpick Mirror Water a little bit more for people who don't know. So what is your mission mainly with Mirror Water and how does it work aside from okay. I mean, how does it work like the community side of it and how it began? And then let's go through and talk about the products mm-hmm. a little bit too. Well, Mirror Water is my new venture. It's a community, first and foremost, that's really interested in self-reflection and conscious connections, I say. The comment section is always so beautiful because, like I said, people really are connected with it. And I think people are looking for support. You know, everybody's looking for somebody to lean on. So that was really my first thing that I wanted to do is build this community. And Originally, it just started with that. It just started with building this community and we were going to do a website and like some webinars and things like that. But, you know, I am a realist at the end of the day. And I was like, there's no way I can sustain doing that (laughs) just on its own. And I thought I've always loved baths. I've always wanted a bath brand. And I just I never it never occurred to me to combine the two things together. So eventually someone said to me, why can't you combine them? And I just thought, that had never occurred to me. And that's why teamwork makes the dream work. And I think the two things fit so seamlessly because of the rituals and beauty like we were speaking about. So I created a capsule collection of four products. We have Soak, our bath salts, Buff, our body exfoliator, Smooth, our body oil, and Rub, which is a solid balm for dry patches like mm. elbows and cuticles. And I just love mirror water. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that's coming across. I think it is. It is. I eat, breathe, sleep it. It's really like, I don't ever want to say mirror water is a vibe, Mm -hmm. but it really is like a feeling. And, you know, sometimes I'm walking down the street and I think, oh, that's so mirror water. It's all about just those little things that make you stop and think, huh, I wonder what that means. Or, you know, I wonder how I can do this differently in my life or, yeah, I do need to take some time out and just have a bath and take the edge off. You know, Mm. that's my big thing is like taking the edge off. And as someone who has been really vocal with mental health and my depression and my anxiety, I've realized that really resonates with people. And I wanted to create a new space where I could do that and expand on the community that I've built built just through Mm. Estee Lalonde stuff and really find a new home for it where the space felt safe and appropriate to discuss stuff there Mm. so that's why I built mirror water and that's what we're doing and the way it works is it's just me and we've got one employee Chloe who everyone on Instagram will know (laughs) and we're just cracking on (laughs) I love it and what does mirror water mean is there a meaning yeah so mirror water I feel like both of those things are reflective things I wanted it to be based off of this concept called mirror work. So it's a therapeutic concept where you look at yourself in the mirror Mm. and you can say whatever you want to say. You can just look at yourself 
in the mirror, look into your eyes. You can look at yourself and say, you are loved. You know, there's different affirmations and different mantras. And, you know, the concept is basically like everything you say to yourself is an affirmation. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying all this negative stuff to yourself, you know, that's, you're affirming that within yourself. So I wanted it to kind of be based off that because I remember being as young as six years old, looking at myself in the mirror and just hating my body, you know, things like that. And I think mirrors really do create that reflection, obviously, mentally and physically. Mm. So anyway, mirror, water. My friend said to me, what do you think the first reflective thing in nature was? And then she was like, it's probably water. So I was like, let's instead of calling it mirror work, let's call it mirror water. Love and it just kind of stuck. And I, I think water is so healing. I mean, I love being in water. I mm. love being in the sea. I love swimming. I just feel like something magic happens when you mm. submerge yourself. And we are and water. We are like. We are water. We are water. water. And I don't drink enough water, actually. Mm. I'm going to drink some water right now. <laughs> but also it's so nice because it also links in with the product so well with the water aspect and like you're talking about water in general it's so cleansing having those moments in the bath or in the shower it's like when you're showers are like really healing the way that the water falls on your head you literally have some of the best ideas in the shower (laughs) exactly there's no you know there's a reason for that there's no noise (laughs) there's you're like completely like in your in your zone and I don't know I just think it really makes sense it's so interesting to hear explained like that Yeah. And also I, you know, I do a lot of Reiki and, you know, all this stuff that not everyone's into. And, um, I'm not necessarily like, uh, you know, I don't buy into it completely, completely necessarily, but sometimes I really do. Anyway, one person said to me that you're more receptive to other people's energy and positive things and stuff when you're hydrated. Like imagine if you like don't drink water for like an entire day and you're like, dry and you you feel you feel thirsty you can't absorb things as well and that always stuck to me and that's why I always drink try to drink more water because I think I want to be as spongy as I can Mm, you know I love that it's so interesting but it is such a natural thing it must be like you know there's so many things in nature that we can't really understand they just are and I think there's so many little things with humans as well that we don't even think about and we don't even know what's going on. Mm. And I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I love nature so much. Obviously we all do, but in the pandemic, especially I was like trapped in my flat, no forests in sight Mm. and I'm Canadian obviously. So I grew up in the woods and that's also why I kind of created the scent profile of each product, um, which smells like a forest. So Mm. it's Canadian black spruce, vetiver, cedarwood, all of these like amazing foresty scents because you know, when you live in the city, you can't always go hiking and doing all this stuff that re- is really very grounding. Mm-hmm. And I find it so grounding. I'm actually going to the Cotswolds this weekend. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Nice. But you can't, yeah, you can't always go. So that's why I wanted all of our products to kind of remind you of the forest. I just love forests so much. Mm, they're so good for you too, though. They are. And, they're magical. Yeah. And creating products that people can have that kind of me time like bringing more ritual Mm. into it and it's not about makeup necessarily in the way you look it's about the way you feel which is so different because the beauty industry is so much about the way you look (laughs) 
I know, exactly. <laughs> I actually think I look most beautiful when I'm in the bath. I've always yeah, felt I'm that. Sure I feel the best. Yeah, it's like when you're not wearing makeup and you, it's your energy yeah. that's attractive. And, yeah. And your calmness that people are drawn and to. And you're calm and the water and you're just swimming around in there. It's like I one of my favorite things is to have a bath and have someone sit in the bathroom and talk to me. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> when I was in high school, this is actually quite weird, but me and one of my best friends, we used to be on the phone in the bath together, like on my landline. Oh, yeah. And we'd just sit in yeah. the bath, like having chats about the day at school, or like what yeah. we're going to do this weekend. I don't know. I don't even know how it started. It's just, it was the best thing. That's amazing. <laughs> you said you don't use AirPods, but that's what I'm doing in my bath. I have my AirPods in and I call my friends. But don't you feel like women just do that sort of stuff? Like, you know, I just feel like if I call my friend, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like in the bath, overthinking everything. Like all my best girlfriends, all we do is think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) Too Mm, much. Too much thinking. In terms of self-reflection, if people don't really know the concept or they're new to it, what is the importance for you? Like, how do you feel like that? Obviously, that's like one of the big main roles of of Mirror Water and the community is to encourage people to have this self-reflection. What Mm. does it really mean to you if you were going to explain it in like one sentence to someone? And why do you think it's so important for kind of how you show up in life, how you feel, like how it's kind of helped you maybe personally as well? Well, I don't know if I can do it in one sentence because (laughs) I chat a lot, but Mm -hmm. I guess really in short, self-reflection is awareness. And I think being aware is so important. You know, I I don't want to bring this back to good old Dr. Phil. Mm -hmm. I used to watch Dr. Phil all the time, but you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And he always said that. And it's true. If you're, if you're not aware, you can't change. If you can't change, then you can't grow. So I really love growth, self-growth, self, you know, acceptance and all of these things. But self-reflection for me is really just taking a step back, looking at your own actions, looking at your own behaviors, looking at how you interact with others and, and just trying to not necessarily better yourself, but just become aware. You know, for instance, with me, I can have judgmental tendencies. Okay. So I can be judgmental of people's actions, for instance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just giving an example. I maybe wasn't necessarily aware of that. Like, okay, I'll give you a, a good example. Me and my mom were in Mexico recently and we had a huge fight because I felt like she's not living her life in the way that I would if I was her, okay? Mm-hmm. So we were fi- kind of fighting about that. <laughs> and anyway, I have reflected a lot on that. So I've relived the conversation. I've journaled about it, thought about what I said, thought about how I could say something maybe a little bit differently, how she might've felt in that situation when I said something, you know, it's just about taking that time with a situation or an experience and just acknowledging what that was. And I think subconsciously through doing that, you know, you'll be better off for it. So I hope that's kind of a, an explanation about what self-reflection is. Yeah. And it's like, it's nice because it's not, I mean, self-reflection is about self-reflecting and like looking inward and seeing like how these experiences in life affect Mm. you, but also like, a really good example having conversations with other people or interactions with other people it's like you can just let that like sit on the surface and kind of annoy you for a while you yeah. can really go down and be like what was that about what does it say about me what is it yeah. reflecting about my mom like the way we communicate it could be anything it could it yeah. could even be not anything that you've even said to each other it's more about like why did that happen and like go exactly and can be just uncomfortable and that people, there's that quote again that's like 
if there's a conversation that's that's hard to have or uncomfortable to have, then you need to have it because oh. I think that's the best part about self-reflection. It's like, we don't really want to do it. We don't want to go down there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And you're not always up for it. But I also want to say that we at Mirror Water, we always say this looking inward, turning outward, because the way you interact with yourself and the way you've kind of reflected on your own behaviors it really does have a knock on effect with how you interact with others and then how they'll interact with themselves. And they, you know, mm. if we all self reflect, I just think it's going to be a bit of a better world. Mm. I think it's about, I hope anyway. Yeah. It's about understanding yourselves and like kind of being able to manage yourself day to day in order to show up better and just be yeah. more authentic, I guess, and have better exchanges yeah. with people, better approaches to situations and stuff like that. Definitely. I think it's just really empowering, isn't it? Yeah. Like I saw this guy in the coffee shop the other day and they got his sandwich wrong (laughs) and he was so pissed off about it. You know, like he was just so frustrated. I mean, this is like a simple little thing, but he was like, I am late for work and I'm a vegetarian and you gave me one with meat. Okay, fine. So we were, it's a small cafe and I was just like, God, this is just so freaking awkward. But I just thought to myself, like, you need to do some inner healing because it's really not that deep. Yeah. But, you know, we've all been there where we've overreacted about something small because you've got so much stuff going on in yourself. Yeah. So it's it's, just about, yeah. Yeah. It's also like for me about taking responsibility. And I think for a lot of time, like we kind of look externally for being told what you should eat or how you should work out or like kind of just want to be told but I think actually taking the responsibility of your own life is like one of the most empowering things you can do and like that guy I mean it's his fault he's kind of late for work he shouldn't be stopping Mm. and getting a sandwich if he's late for work yeah but in that moment with everything building up it's like he feels like a victim and he's trying to blame it on someone else and it's this external energy that he's putting out so it's Mm. like if he really was like okay shit I'm late for work my bad like don't take it out on the sandwich guy yeah I, I know, but it, yeah, God, life is just so complicated sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, definitely. Talking yeah. of which, what are some of the uh, main like kind of rituals or things that help you when life's getting too much or things you do daily, like non-negotiables? I mean, I guess every day is different. It's not like you're... Well, walking my dog. I obviously have to walk her, mm-hmm. but besides that, it is spiritually healing for me when I see her chasing a pigeon it brings me joy you know I think animals are just so great so my non-negotiable is just I love having a dog around at all times Mm. I love her and another thing I do is I don't journal every day but I really try Mm. because it seriously helps me we talked earlier about me being like a funny and sarcastic about certain situations, it helps me see the humor in things where it's like, I ran out of Oatly Barista this morning and I didn't get to have my cup of tea and I don't feel right. You know, you can even journal about stuff like that. And then what else do I do as a non-negotiable stretch? I stretch every day, every single day. I stretch my body because I hold, and I think we all hold a lot of emotions in our physical body. I'm not super into like fitness. I'm more into fitness pizza in my mouth. (laughs) And I (laughs) just don't always have the energy to like do cardio or this or that. But I think I can always find the energy to stretch. Mm. So those are my things. What about you? What do you do? It's different every day. And I used to be so much better, like just having more of a routine, I think, in London. 
but again I was way more stressed because I was just cramming things in so I think now I've become I've come to a place where it's much more balanced and I know I have these tools if if I need them I stretch as well if I even if I don't work out I try and stretch every day it just feels good and it really makes me feel awake and I've studied Reiki and and holistic massage so I really like learned about the meridians and the energy channels and literally just stretching your arm like a tiny bit can really help the way that your body is functioning but also your mind so for me like I'm there with you on the stretching I don't really meditate as much as I should or used to Mm. but it is always nice when I do journaling for sure like not every day but recently I've been more doing it like in a burst so it's like I kind of do like you know like when you keep a diary when you're a kid it's more like okay right now I put the date and I'm like what's been going well recently and like it's almost a reflection Mm. I guess it's not just like necessarily a gratitude diary it's not just what's annoying me right now it's more like kind of looking at a whole phase of life recently and being like how am I feeling and like what would maybe make me feel better and stuff like that so yeah definitely journaling I don't know drinking enough and just trying to eat really healthily as yeah. much as possible because oh here. god I need to do that you know what else is really good breathing mm. <laughs> I know we are all doing it but how often do you find you're just breathing just at the top of your chest all like I, I I'm not I'm not breathing enough properly I'm not taking deep inhales and deep exhales mm. and I really do believe in the power of breath work. You mm. you know James Dowler, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Breathe with James. He is so, I just think he's adorable. I absolutely love him. Mm. And I feel like a grandma saying that we're literally <laughs> the same age. But um, I just think he's amazing. And he does these um, breath work sessions. He, he's Breathe with James. Mm-hmm. And it's like 30 minutes of breathing. It's like the most simple thing, but my God. God, it makes a difference. It's so good. It can be really like, yeah, taking you to a next level if you're doing yeah. it like intensely. Yeah, you could pass out. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you need to be careful. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I started yoga, I really got into like pranayama and stuff like that, and I just mm. was like, why are we not taught about this? Like, even in school, yeah. we should do this like after break time to come back into the room. You know, like totally. It's it's crazy, but so good. This come back to the room thing is so essential too. It's like this fleeting from one thing to the next thing. It's just, there's no grounding. Like if I'm running around and I get to a restaurant, I'm meeting my friend and, and they're just like, what do you want? What do you want? I'm like, look, can we just take yeah. a minute? I let me arrive. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You need a t-shirt that like says that. I know. Let me arrive. Let me just. Let me arrive. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, but I kind of try and do little things that just make me feel good rather than like checking the boxes of like go to the gym drink your green juice and I think actually which is maybe surprising to some people because I wrote like a cookbook and I'm all for healthy eating and have like my quinola brand I I love your book Danielle just let me stop you there I love your book I see it everywhere every time I see it I say to this person I know her because (laughs) I just I think your book is one of the most beautiful books out there I really love it I can tell a lot went into that and I just think it is stunning oh that's so sweet thank you so much I never even talk about it anymore and I know I should but I just that's an example of like leaving the room and never going back yeah no you (laughs) should because it's it's still relevant it's not like one of those things that dies Mm. you know it's it's a really beautiful book and I think you should definitely talk about it all the time I love it thank you 
But coming back to what I was saying about like feeding yourself with nourishing food, like I went through a phase of probably when I was writing that book, was pretty strict on what I was eating. I think I wasn't drinking at all. Like here in France, I have completely changed. I've first of all relaxed completely in the way that I approach mm. food, but like I'm eating way more fats and butter, cheese. I was basically vegan before. Like I'm not eating loads. And I think that's something I've learned from the French is like, they don't overindulge. They really know how to just kind of enjoy enough and they don't even think about it. It's like they don't even think about it, which is mm. so inspiring because in London, I feel, I feel like it's all we think about. It's like everywhere. So I always feel like I need to kind of bring myself back to like, let's have a whole vegetable-based salad and I always feel better or like a big veggie meal and something like super cleansing and it does always make me feel better as a, as a ritual for just like, you don't really know when you're when you're missing it how it could kind of provide for you but I think mm. once you do it this week I've been like not having any wine we've gotten into a habit of having quite a lot of wine because we're living in France and like in the evenings it's so easy we're living in the countryside and there's like nothing to do no one around and just not having that has made me wake up feeling completely different just oh much yeah clearer. it makes a big difference doesn't it yeah I mean the relationship we have with food and ourselves and the people around us. It's so complex, isn't it? Because food is all about sharing and it, it is about connection, but it's also about you and how you feel within yourself and your body. Mm. And intuitive eating is really interesting mm. to me. Yeah, because sometimes you do just crave a cucumber or whatever it is, you know? And and I think your body knows that. Mm. It's really interesting. There's so much to it. I think I could talk about it for years, but like I interviewed Jasmine recently actually for the podcast and obviously she works a lot with Ayurveda and I got mm. off the call and we talked about like, you know, healthy eating, we talked about Ayurveda and I was like, I went to make a bowl of pasta with cheese on it and I was like, this is <laughs> it's all I eat now. And before when I was living in London and working out all the time, I wouldn't go near pasta. I would like, no way. That's not healthy. I'm not eating that. It would, it would only be super healthy stuff. And I just got to thinking like, what is it about this that feels so good? I digest it really well. I enjoy it. I'm not like feeling really sluggish. I'm not feeling this guilt. I'm not feeling like out of shape because I'm eating this all the time and I'm really not prioritizing vegetables. And then I started thinking like with Ayurveda, I Googled like my my type and they were like pasta made from good grains. It's really good wow. for you. Cheese as well is like, it's a, it's a warming kind of thing for your type. And I was like, I avoided these things for so long. And I was just completely out of shape and just completely inflamed and stressed all the time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this bowl of pasta now. <laughs> so yeah, good. Ayurveda, you know, Jasmine got me hooked on that too. I mean, I, I haven't stuck with it completely, but there's certain mm. things that have definitely stayed with me, like having a warm cup of tea after every meal, like to help digestion and things like that. And you're so right. Your body knows. And I think Ayurveda is really probably the most interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I love this whole Ayurvedic thing that she's up to. I love it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the same as you. I don't really think about it day to day. And it was just because we had that call. I was like, maybe this is good for me. Like maybe this is just <laughs> what I need. And I, I Googled it and I was like, yeah. And it's, it is interesting yes. again with food because it's so intricate and there's so many things like different diets, different teachings, different findings and research, but it's just coming. The thing with Ayurveda is it brings you back to this individualism and like just being able to be like I'm gonna do it this way because it feels good and and I mm. thrive when I do it like that and I don't need to worry about like how I should be doing things all the time maybe a little yeah. bit of both and it's about balance but yeah 
Okay, final question. Let's let's give people like a little activity or something to do if they've never really gone into the world of self-reflection. What is like a top tip for for doing self-reflection at home, like without having to go to a class or listen to a, a full session? What are like maybe some pointers or prompts that you can basically encourage people to just do maybe like an end of day self-reflection okay end of day self-reflection what would I'm just trying to think of what I do okay I'll tell you wash your face take off all your makeup wash your feet Mm. I love washing my feet before bed it it's really grounding Mm. put on some moisturizer on your ankles whatever of course you can use mirror water rub (laughs) uh you don't have to and Get your journal and bring it into bed with you and just see what comes out. It can be anything. Mm. It's just you need a journal, piece of paper. Try not to do it on your phone, but you can if you want. <laughs> piece of paper is really important though. And just literally see what comes out. Do that for two minutes. Mm. Set a timer for two minutes and write for two minutes and see what comes out. You can write about anything. You can say, I have no idea what to write right now. What is self-reflection? I have <laughs> not a clue. This day was really weird. This is what happened. Mm. see what happens Mm -hmm. and see how you feel after Mm. that's the easiest thing you can do that's about a five minute self-reflection practice Mm. and then would you say the more like even if you wanted to go deeper with the reflection kind of thing you could then unpick it and like kind of look at what you've read and be like maybe it's about just looking at what you've read it's going to be different to anything so it's a vague idea but asking questions around things you've written maybe can be like how does that make me feel just coming back to yourself I guess Yeah. I think also you can kind of put a star beside the things that are maybe bothering you that you can't change or put Mm. things, you know, what you can change, what you can't change. And then just noticing those things that are just kind of funny, you know, Mm. I don't know. I just think, I think that is really going to help a lot of people begin their journey. Mm. And also self-reflection is a self practice. So Mm. it can be whatever you want it to be. It can just be that, you know? Yeah. It's a nice way to like close off the day as well, because like you said, being in the room thing I like that it's like you get to bed and you're hardly even there and you just like expect to switch off and go to bed straight away but actually yeah. I think that like rounding off of the day is really good to just be like just to process things yeah. we have so much that just even it's not necessarily things we're doing it's like things that we take in sensually yes um, sensually every day oh and before you go to sleep try to do some slow deep breathing I find that really helps I have insomnia Mm. so I literally never sleep so I shouldn't be giving anyone any advice but (laughs) that is so calming and it just kind of teaches your body like okay you can rest now do it with the mirror water oil as well so you get the smell please do like a little spa (laughs) um exactly okay I always end every session with five quick questions so the first one is biggest life lesson or like a pivotal moment in your life that was perhaps a blessing in disguise or it's just something a time when you felt like things were just a bit rocky but it ended up being like a big transformational period maybe when I moved into my flat all by myself that was so difficult and so stressful but it has completely changed myself my relationship with myself and how I feel as a person nice I like that a good move I think yeah moving into just living like being by yourself living alone lordy Mm, I'm with you though (laughs) after two years and in a house with like my boyfriend just the two of us it's like (laughs) yeah I can imagine yeah um three things that help you kind of 
trust the process, even if you don't really know what you're doing or where you're going, things that kind of help you feel present and positive, even if you feel a bit uncertain. Just remembering that the journey can be long and it can be different for every situation and just knowing that you can't have everything all at one time. And there's been so many times when I've felt like, you know, things are never going to work out and then they just do. So it's really just (sighs) releasing that and just what choice do you have? And I've learned that a lot with anxiety. What, what is stressing about this going to, going to do nothing. It's just going to make me feel bad. Yeah. And Oh, having great friends around. I think like having people who get you and understand you, that helps so much. Just Mm -hmm. having someone be like, don't worry about it. It's going to work out or this is what you can do. And also just being out in nature, going for a walk. I think like we kind of said earlier, just realizing how small we are really Mm. and and just trying to get out, you know, that that really, really helps me. Mm. I love that. Um, recent discoveries, so like it can be products, books, people, movies, things, anything that's like enriching your life at the moment. I don't know if it's enriching my life, but I'm watching this show called Yellow Jackets. Have you seen no, this? No, I haven't. It's like kind of scary. <laughs> it, it's it's so good, and it's just keeping me. I don't know. It's keeping me excited. It's like, I, I like watching it. I can't wait to watch the next episode. So it's nice. so well done. And yeah, I like having like a good show that I'm watching. Mm. So right now I'm watching this show, Yellow Jackets. Highly recommend. Okay, I'm going to look at it. It's important. And I think to a like evening ritual as well, can feel like, oh, I'm just going to bed and watching something again. But like, for me, it's like the best way to end the day. It's the only way I can switch oh. off. If I have something to watch, I'm like, I'm going to watch this and I want to watch it. And it's interesting. So it's such a good way to just switch off. Agreed. Hmm. I mean, sometimes I'm watching like Below Deck and that's also fun. <laughs> that's also <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> um, current favorite me- favorite meal or something you're making a lot at the moment? Um, scrambled eggs. Mm. I love scrambled eggs. I make them for breakfast all the time or lunch or dinner. Mm. I just, I don't cook. So it's funny that I like your book so much because yeah. I don't cook, but I, I just... <laughs> It's a, I aspire to cook one day, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think eggs are so easy. I put my eggs on a piece of toast with a little bit of cheese on top, mm-hmm. tiny little bit of cheese, and hot sauce. I know this oh, sounds so crazy. Good. No, that sounds oh, good. It's my favorite. With a green juice and a ginger shot, that's like that literally takes me from zero to 100. That's so nice. That's a simple little combo as well. I really yeah. like that. It doesn't yeah. have to be too much. No. Last thing, three questions we should be asking ourselves on a regular basis to kind of ensure we're on the right track or on the right path. I'm sure you have three questions. Three questions. Um, Am I enjoying this thing that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And if not, like, why not? And how can I? I really like enjoying things. Mm -hmm. I hate just, it drives me nuts when I can't enjoy something. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Maybe another question could be, how have I helped someone else Mm -hmm. recently? You know, what have I done to make someone else's life easier? You know, the other day, my friend came over and brought me a slice of cake and some flowers. And I was like, wow, (laughs) for no reason. Yeah. That is so nice. And when have I done something like that recently? So, you know, pay it forward. That's so nice. And 
the last question to be asking ourselves, God, this is so hard on the spot, (laughs) is could I be taking a bit more time for myself? Maybe that. That's a good one. Just, you know, uh, sometimes I think we are always just doing things for others, 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 and you don't even realize it. But what's the last thing I've done for just me? Mm-hmm. Not for Instagram, but just mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And for no outcome, just just because. Just because. <laughs> just because. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, lo- a nice one. I love it. Oh, it's been so good to catch up. Thank you so much for ha- like for coming on and giving us so much of your time as well. Thank you so much. This was so nice. It was a great way to start the day. And now I'm going to have to work for the rest of the day. I just want to go and have a bath and like, read a beautiful book and listen to classical music. Yeah, you've really <laughs> relaxed me. I feel like it's, it's time to go and have a bath as well. But I'm going to do it. Honestly. Going to need to pep up. Thank you so much, Danielle. No worries. And I hope I'll see you soon in London. I know. I know. Hopefully soon. Hopefully we can go for like a nice dinner. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Estee. I really enjoyed catching up with her. It was just like chatting over coffee, even though she's in London and I'm in France and we're still communicating over Zoom. I really hope that you feel inspired after kind of being a fly on the wall of that chat. I hope that you took something away from it. I hope there were maybe things that you learn, new ideas, new concepts that you want to try. I definitely hope that if you haven't really explored self-reflection or maybe not knowingly journaling is a form of self-reflection and I'm sure you go through it kind of regularly but if you haven't and if you feel like maybe this episode made you feel like someone who doesn't do that enough I really hope that you're feeling inspired to try it and to just take a few minutes maybe at the end of the day today to carve out some time for self-reflection just to kind of check in with yourself I think it's so important for making sure you're on the right track in life, you're feeling good, just kind of observing what you're doing. What are your habits? What are you focusing on? Are you feeling tired? How is your energy? How are your moods? How are your relationships? All these things, we kind of take them at surface level. We kind of think that we're dealt these cards and that's just the way they are. But a lot of the time, there is a huge lack of understanding of what's going on in our lives and why. And I think we also feel a lot of disempowerment from society, for many reasons, a lot of different things, maybe from people, but to take control of our own lives and to have any power over our own lives as well. So doing self-development, even if like as they said at the end, it's just a few minutes of journaling at the end of the day, can be so empowering and it can really be inspiring and encouraging to kind of give you that motivation to change things that maybe aren't working or just reframe the way you're looking at things or thinking about things it's just it's one of my favorite things and I think it's one of the most important things to develop a much happier more grounded and wholesome society or generation because if you're feeling better in yourself as well that in turn has a knock-on effect on all your relationships and your experiences and maybe the people around you at work and so many things just the way you move through life So yeah, I hope that you will take something away from this chat and check out Estee on Instagram. 
as well as Mirror Water, which is such a nice page, such a nice community. She also has a website for Mirror Water and a newsletter, which is just, it's always so nice to get the newsletters. It's not spammy at all. It's always like a nice reminder or something really inspiring. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with friends or family you think might enjoy it too. And as always, if you're enjoying the episode, please do leave a review because it really helps the visibility of the podcast and for like-minded people to find it too. Have a great week and I'll see you again soon.